people wanted that experience of bringing their dogs and sharing an experience with dogs and being around other people who have that same feeling and desire. Uh, the friendships that people have made oh, absolutely. Um, in our space is, you know, people have gone on trips and they met at Barquet and their dogs, you know, and it's, it's, to me, that's the biggest reward of this whole thing. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. On today's show, airline travel is in the news. We talk to entrepreneur and dog lover Dave Hensley, and we warn you about a doggy danger in our tips and tricks. In each episode of Dog Words, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love this podcast. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to rosiefund.org slash podcast to share your thoughts. Download and subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. And please, share this podcast with your friends. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. At rosiefund.org, you'll find links to like Rosie Fund on Facebook, follow on Instagram, subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel, and choose Rosie Fund as your charity on Amazon Smile. Of course, you can donate to Rosie Fund via the website, but just following us on social media helps give more exposure to Rosie Fund and the dogs we help. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Now, let's see what's in the news. Here's what's in the news. From Yahoo News Australia, Qantas bans dog breeds from flying after multiple deaths. Qantas will not be transporting certain breeds of dogs after two animals died recently while traveling with the carrier. The temporary suspension of snub-nosed dog breeds includes boxers, bulldogs, and pugs. The airline revealed it was likely to enforce rules requiring snub-nosed dogs be cleared to fly by a registered vet immediately prior to travel, which just seems like a good idea for... Anyone traveling with a dog, check with your vet before you put it in any high-stress situation, particularly a flight. Qantas also said it would recommend that customers use registered animal shipping companies, I don't even know what any of those are, who have vets based at major capital city airports. So maybe this is an Australia thing. If any of our listeners know of registered animal shipping companies in the United States, let us know. And certainly if you've used one, let us know what your experience was. Qantas is looking into providing further tarmac protection for vulnerable breeds in extreme weather and reinforcing existing procedures designed to minimize the time animals are required to spend on the tarmac prior to being loaded. Any changes would not apply to non-snub-nosed breeds. I would think you would want to minimize time on the tarmac for any animal that you're transporting, whether it's a snub-nosed breed or a dog or, again, any animal. RSPCA Australia's senior scientific officer, Dr. Sarah Zito, notes that brachycephalic or flat-faced breeds face particularly high risks from air transport, especially during summer months. Their extreme features mean they often struggle to breathe and regulate their body temperature effectively, even in mild conditions, let alone at the hottest times of the year or on a plane. Again, I say regardless of breed, check with your vet before putting it on a plane. And if you're flying with a dog, contact the airline to find out exactly how the dog will be handled in transit. What will happen at any layovers? Will they feed it? Will they walk it? What is the airline's policy for taking care of a dog if a flight is delayed? Bottom line, don't take chances with your dog's well-being. Travel responsibly or find accommodations for your dog to remain home while you travel. Don't assume that the airline or anyone cares as much about your dog as you do. That's what's in the news. 
I want to welcome Dave Hensley, co-founder and partner with RK2DogWords. Glad to have you with us, Dave. Yeah, excited to be here. First off, we'll just find out what BarK is. And when I say we, I mean our listening audience, because I'm very familiar with BarK, that yeah. Dawn and Peaches and I have been a part of BarK since you did the groundbreaking at the site we're sitting at right now, yeah. before you even went to the West Bottom. So we know BarK, we love BarK, but when somebody hears BarK Dog Bar, that probably seems like a bit of an oxymoron to them. It's like, is it a bar? Is it a dog park? How do you explain Barquet to people who are just picturing a uh, neighborhood off-leash area? Yeah, you know, that's a, obviously a challenge. Uh, you know, most people think, all right, dog park, and they've got something in their minds already and bar. And so you're right. I think combining those, uh, we've had so many people come up to us and say, oh, I had that idea a long time ago, or, you know, I wish we would have done that. But, um, you know, really, in the end, you know, Barquet is an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a destination. Um, so, you know, we have a bar. A modern bar restaurant. We're the first bar and restaurant overlooking the river in Kansas City. I'm so pretty excited. Built out of 17 different shipping containers, so reuse is a big story here. Um, but then attached to that is a two-acre off-leash dog park with tons of play amenities for the dogs. We have a uh, staff dog park, so the dogs can go out there, run around under um, staff who've been trained to watch over the dog play and look for uh, cautionary behavior and just making sure that the dogs you know, have fun. But ultimately, the dog park, the bar, the restaurant, all of these things are elements of the experience. And that's what we want people to have as an experience, you know, an, an authentic experience with their dogs, where they can treat their dogs truly like they are a family member. You know, the stats, what, like 96% of um, people when surveyed um, asked about their dogs if they're a family member. And they said, yeah, they're a family Absolutely. member. Absolutely. Right? I mean, Peaches is a family member, yes, right? Yes, Peaches loves Barquet. Yeah, so the, the thought of, you know, going out and going out to dinner and doing all these different things and leaving your family member and or your best friend, if you want mm-hmm. to consider them that, you know, leaving them at home, it feels like something's missing from the experience. And so that's what we've really tried to provide is this experience where you can go out and really share part of your life um, with your dog. And also the dog have this incredible, joyous experience. So... You know, it's a lot of smiles, uh, a lot of fun. Um, you know, no, no business is without its challenges, but uh, I, I can't imagine wanting to do something else. Well, one of the challenges that Don and I have is that spelling bar K is very close to saying bar K. Right. So it doesn't quite work when we try to spell it in front of Peaches. She still knows where we're going, and we <laughs> prefer she not know until we get here because she gets so amped up. She's so excited. Yeah. Whenever the prospect of Barque and uh, and we do the doga when that's in season, the dog mm-hmm. yoga, she knows when it's Sunday morning, nine o'clock, it's like, oh, we should be rolling here. Barque uh, has doga at 10. Yeah. She'll be in the car. She's ready to go. Yeah, we've thought about should should we be doing some type of hashtag or something about like ready to go to Barque. And people have posted videos of, you know, where they mention Barque and their dog just goes mm-hmm. nuts. And, and that's experience I'm talking about where the dog is excited to go, the human's excited to go uh, to, to enjoy a day. Because people on average are spending, you know, an hour and a half, two hours here with their dogs where typical dog parks, it's definitely much, you know, much less, probably within less than a half an hour. And I don't know how many people realize you don't have to bring a dog. If you just want your dog fixed, it's a bar and a restaurant. You can interact with it as either a bar customer or a restaurant customer, just enjoy that energy of seeing those happy dogs. Yeah, I, a lot of people say, well, is it is it weird to come without your dog? You know, like, like 
you wouldn't go as an adult and just sit at the playground, right? Yeah. You know, but this is different. Yeah, it's not and, like hanging out at a daycare. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we invite people who are dog lovers. Uh, we get a lot of people who maybe grew up with a dog and had that in their life, but because now they're they're traveling or their life circumstances mm-hmm. are different or they've potentially, you know, maybe they've lost a pet, but they still need to get that dog fix and they can come here and, and do that. Uh, people who come here and just want to observe the dogs and not be out in the park, they can do that too. Of course, you can be inside the restaurant. No dogs are actually inside the restaurant. Right. Uh, but weather permitting, you can use the terrace. We've done that many times with peaches. Just hang out there and have a sandwich or appetizers or a drink and enjoy a sunset or a ball game. Yeah. I have so many follow-up questions. Uh, first <laughs> of all, you mentioned the location that uh-huh. overlooking the river. How did you end up at this location? Yeah, you know, this whole journey started, um, you actually mentioned that pop-up that we had, mm-hmm. and that was back in July of 2016. It was 96 degrees. I remember. We had, <laughs> yeah. We had a 5K. We set up a temporary dog park, you know, brought in uh, fencing, brought in staff. Waiting pools full of ice. Waiting pools full of ice. <laughs> um, and then we had about 30 vendors. And it's funny because I talked to the vendors now who are all our, you know, our partners and these great businesses. A lot of them had been around in Kansas City for a long time, and I think they thought we were a little crazy and wondered if it was going to be a – yeah, you good know, luck with that. Very good event, yeah. Um, and and then, you know, 700 people and 300 dogs oh, yeah. in like three or four hours. And uh, it was just a great event. But, you know, really that's when we kind of kicked it off here in Kansas City. And then, uh, you know, so it's been quite a journey. The idea started about what, 10 years ago. And what was the idea? Because I can't imagine you pictured exactly what I see when I look around right now. If that was your vision and you've realized that exactly, I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I no, it was definitely not like that. Um, you know, it was probably closer to a cocktail napkin idea, and then it evolved over time. Short version of it, uh, I'm never really very short, so we'll see how short this is. But well, we can always edit it. Yeah, uh, short version of it is that uh, you know my business partner and I, Labe, uh, he and I got our dogs on the same day, and it was a coincidental situation where I went with a friend and got my dog, and then he happened to go with a friend and pick up his dog. And I called him that day and said, hey, um, you should meet my new dog. And he said, you got to be kidding me. Bring your dog <laughs> over. And, of course, his dog was Bear. Mine was a golden retriever named Ellie. Got the dogs together, thought they'd wrestle around and play. And by that time, it was late, you know, late in the afternoon, and the dogs just slept. Uh, so I have a picture of that. Um, and that's really when it started because that kind of moved us along a different path. And anybody who's, who didn't have a dog and then all of a sudden got a dog understands that, mm-hmm. that it, it changes your life and it moves you on a different path. And we started thinking, all right, how can we now bring our dogs with us everywhere? And we would do it sometimes when it was kind of, you know, quote, inappropriate, not inappropriate in a bad way. Just, you know, we try to bring our dogs with us. Not your plus one at a wedding. Yeah, exactly. Although that would be good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we would show up to bars and restaurants and coffee shops and, you know, all these different places and bring our dogs along. And, you know, a lot of times there was, there were nowhere that the dog could sit. Um, mm-hmm. They wouldn't allow dogs. Other places that were even very accommodating to dogs wasn't a great experience for the dogs. They're tugging on the leash, and you know you're trying to eat your meal with one hand, and the you know the table's being moved by the dog running around. Yeah. And I've been to places yeah. that are dog friendly, but they don't advertise it, right. which is fine that I can bring my dog. But if the other customers aren't aware that it's dog friendly, and then you're here with this dog, 
and they're not sure, is it okay? Should they be here? Should I say something to the manager? And they're giving you the skunk eye. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm cool. They, yeah. They it, it's a great point. We don't talk about that much, but other people may not want that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you come to Bar you know the experience that you're getting. Um, you come here because you're, you know, you love dogs or an animal lover. Yeah. So that's sort of the, the short version of how it all got started. And then, of course, it took a number of years for us to, to get to this point, including launching the lab, which I know you were a part of. What did you learn from being in the West Bottoms? Because that was really just a big warehouse with a bar in the middle of it and a bunch of dogs and people. What's funny about it is, you know, the lab is for people who had been with Barkay for a long time. You know, it's almost this kind of legendary thing that mm-hmm. they talk about the lab. And I was part of the lab, like, remember the Alamo or something, yeah. remember the lab. Or I... I went to see this band when they were playing in bars, and yeah, now they're in stadiums and arenas. But no, I was there at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I hope it turns out like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the lab was something that almost didn't happen in some ways. It was at the end of a meeting we had with the Port Authority, who owns the property that we're building on now. We'd already planned to build here. Uh, they gave us this great piece of land on the river. Uh, but then we were going to have all this time, you know, a year for construction and to get up and running. And we thought, what if we were able to pop up? Instead of traveling around, popping up at different events, what if we are able to sort of have a pop-up lab, uh, which is also play on the dog breed? Mm-hmm. And so we call it the Bar K Lab. And uh, we debated about whether we should open it or not, mainly because it's so different than this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very rustic, and, you know, there are fences built out of pallets, and very, very, uh, I don't know, what do you say, like dive bar Yeah, not the same view. Yeah, definitely not the same view. We're right by a water treatment facility, which nobody would ever want to put their bar beside a water treatment facility. Uh, But we went with it, and it was a wonderful experience, just a a really neat place. And it proved to us that, you know, people wanted that experience of bringing their dogs and sharing an experience with dogs and being around other people who um, have that same uh, feeling and desire. Uh, The friendships that people have made Oh, absolutely. Um, in our space is, you know, people have gone on trips and they met at Barquet and their dogs, you know, and it's, it's, to me, that's the biggest reward of this whole thing. Were there models that you followed when you did this or did you start from scratch? Because I'm not aware of something like this anywhere. Yeah, it, it really started from scratch, uh, you know, sitting outside the cashew, you know, cocktail napkin. Mm-hmm. Boy, wouldn't it be great if we combined a dog park with a bar and, one of us said, yeah, we'd call it Bar K and laughed. And, you know, then the, that was kind of the seed that grew and grew and grew. So when we started to get serious about it, we looked around to see, all right, you know, what's the industry look like? Well, <laughs> come to find that the industry is huge. You know, the pet industry is 70 plus billion dollar industry. And uh, that's on par with all of U.S. professional sports. When you segment out that pie mm-hmm. and look at, all right, where are people spending their money? This, this part of the market, this segment didn't exist. You know, people weren't doing these dog park bar restaurants, um, at least not for the most part. And we searched around, and we did find a place down um, in Texas um, that uh, basically dog park with a, kind of an outdoor bar, patio, seating area, mm-hmm. um, nice place. And, uh, and so that was the only one that we'd seen, but it was different than what we wanted to do. You know, we really wanted to make a place that was uh, – like a full facility where, you know, we'd have meeting rooms and where veterinarians would come in and speak and we'd have a stage where there'd be live music and um, we could do nonprofit events and 
adoption events and all those things are a reality, which is very different than any model we'd seen out there. So um, they're starting to pop up more and more, but we haven't seen any that have done it quite on this scale yet. I have a dog park that I go to when I visit relatives in Lincoln Uh that has an indoor space and an outdoor space, indoor big play area, and they have a, a dog tender or two, depending on how many dogs are there. And so I've gone when the weather is bad. Yeah. I've got Peaches signed up. They have her shots and everything on file. And the first time I went, I asked, can I you know, go in with her into the play group? And the woman looked at me kind of funny and said, yeah, you, you can. So does anybody else do that? She goes, no, <laughs> but I can. Yes. And so when they took her in, I let them take her in ahead of me so all the dogs could sniff her and she wouldn't be distracted by me. And then I went in and I hung out with her and kind of watched the dogs play and stuff. And so I was with her, but it is a big play area for dogs. There's no place for a human to sit down, no drink holders. Yeah. Um, So it's a great space, but they haven't made that connection of, I bet more people would come here if we made it more inviting for humans. Yeah. And it's not. There's a lounge area where you can sit with a coffee machine, so you have free coffee. Yeah, but not like we have here, which I'm enjoying my nice chai tea latte from from the bar, yeah. which is delicious. Great job. Um, I, I didn't make it. By oh, way. okay. You don't want me making your latte. You, you could have taken credit <laughs> for it. We'd let you do that. Uh, but uh, it's it's kind of like the waiting area if you get your oil changed. Yeah, which is not where I want to go for a beverage. And yes. so the, the fact that you took it to the leap, I'm sure when people say, oh, I had that idea, I can't imagine it was on this scale. Yeah, and ours wasn't on this scale to begin with. So how has it evolved since you opened? Well, it originally started as a one-level concept. You know, the park was going to have, you know, some fun features, but we really, it started to evolve where we, we thought, you know, this is a Kansas City company, and we could really partner with a lot of Kansas City companies, some national companies to really help us create this experience out in the park because there's, you know, there's the experience in the bar and restaurant Mm -hmm. and then there's the experience out in the park and the experience out in the park needs to really speak to humans and dogs, both Um, inside the restaurant. You know, the dogs aren't inside the restaurant. So we're speaking more to the humans that are dog lovers uh, with dogs in mind. Uh, But out in the park, we needed to build these play structures and different things. So, you know, I think the park evolved and uh, to having some really fun features like a doggy rock climbing wall and Mm -hmm. doggy jungle gym, both very unique features. Um, You know, it's splash pool in the shape of a vodka bottle with dog cabanas and, you know, some other really neat features like a stage. Um, You know, so that's more of the human element. But the dogs love playing on the stage. And what's cool, I love, and I don't know if you've seen this, Phil, but when – an artist is playing on the stage and the dogs yeah. are like rock walking right in front mm-hmm. of them or, or some of the artists bring their dogs and they lay down right next to them. And I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Peaches has participated. Oh, okay. Several times. Peaches is a groupie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's always excited when we come for the live music. One of the things that impresses me about Barquet is how you have addressed the customer experience that's negative or not ideal. Mm-hmm. For instance, when you opened there was not artificial turf everywhere. Yeah. There was a lot of mud because you opened, I think, the rainiest August that I can remember in Kansas City. The week you opened, I think it rained almost every day. Then to put in the artificial turf, that just made it a better experience for people. 
And the little touches like the the sprayers at the exit so that when you go out, you can spray off your grungy dog if they got into anything. Yeah. Um, and then the tents for uh, with the heaters for the cold weather. And in uh, Pet Finder Park, the, the canopy shaded roof area. None of those things were here when you first opened. It took months for you to see a need, and then you address those needs. Yeah. Yeah, some of them were a necessity. And, uh, you know, we questioned whether or not, to, to your first point about the grass, we questioned whether or not grass would survive, but there was only one way to find out, mm-hmm. you know. And we we thought, all right, well, if you have a park where, you know, you have a crew and a team who, who are watching after the, the yard every day, mm-hmm. we've sloped it the right way to hopefully water doesn't collect here and there and thought a lot about design, then can we prevent you know, big mud spots. Well, then you're right. And I think it was, you know, actually October, um, and August may have been really rainy too. I don't remember, but October was the second wettest October on record in Kansas city. And boy, it just did a number on, on the park. And so we learned a lesson that, yeah, turf's going to be a lot better experience for people. And, you know, what we find is, is now on the rainy days where some of the other parks are washed out and, and, you know, we don't, the dog parks in Kansas City are not competition with Barkay. They're alternatives. You mm-hmm. know, somebody might, I mean, most people who come here bring their dogs to other dog parks. You know? um, but on those days where it's really muddy, we tend to get a lot of new people that come in because we have controlled that to a certain extent. I mean, your dog, if it's wet, you can't keep the dog from getting wet, uh, you know, but we can try to keep them from getting muddy. So we've tried to add those things and learn along the way and try to listen to, you know, our members and guests and, you know, what they're saying are, are their needs and, and wants, uh, knowing that, you know, in a way this is theirs. We built it, but they're the ones that, f- that fill it and create the environment that's here. Well, one of the things I like about the space is that when it's rainy, part of those two acres are under the Grand Street Viaduct, yep. which also provides shade when it's hot. Mm-hmm. But rainy, snowy, cold, to bring peaches here... And let her run around, mm-hmm. and she's smart enough that she comes into the tent where it's warm for a minute or two, and then heads back out. And we can stay inside where it's warm and just poke out once in a while to keep an eye on her, which is much better than walking on an icy street or a rainy street. And also, when it's cold, that you walk for a mile, and then you can tell, okay, he, she, she's getting a little cold. Well, now you got to walk back. Yeah. Well, here if if, if she's Tapped out in five minutes, we hop in the car and go. Yeah. But uh, I don't know that she's ever been tapped out in five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, but to know that that's an that. option, that we're not committing to uh, being out in the elements any longer than what she can endure, that she takes care of herself. herself. Yeah. Well, it's funny because dogs, I mean, do they really care about the, the weather outside? I mean, mm-hmm. Not really. You know, they, they want to go out and have fun and run around, you know, so rain and snow and all that stuff it, it you know the dogs love being out in it peaches does here not at home oh really when it's raining and we have a covered deck and because we are who we are when we built the deck we even had a little cutout to put in a flower bed under the roof yeah so she would have a place to go that's still sheltered <laughs> but even so you open it and if it's windy and blustery and rainy or sleet hard stop back it up it's like yeah. i don't have to go that bad i'll wait yeah but if we say, we're going to Barquet, boom, she's at the garage ready to get in and can't get out of the car fast enough. It doesn't matter if it's raining here. It doesn't matter if it's a foot of snow. Yeah. And we've come on those days. 
we've come on uh, cold mornings. Oh yeah, I've seen when that. there's like four or five people here. Fortunately for you, and unfortunately for me, other people are figuring that out. We yeah. don't have the park to ourselves quite as much on those days. I, you know, I would love to say that. Uh, well, I don't feel bad about that. It's okay. We like having the park uh, full of people and dogs. You know, and there's plenty of space where people can kind of spread out. You know, certainly during the week, we've we've got you know lighter crowd during the day, but we still. I mean, it's pretty much never empty here. I mean, unless we've got some extreme you know, weather situations where people don't want to get on the roads. Yeah. Um, even then we have some people that walk across the street. So yeah, it's fun. And I, like I said, the dogs, you know, they still need to get out. They still need to play. Um, so as long as we're creating areas where the humans can be comfortable, um, the dogs are going to have fun. And, um, and then hopefully, um, get in the car and do the bar K pass out. Has peaches had a bar K pass. Out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, and she's not to brag on peaches any more than I already do. But if you ask her if she's ready to go home, if she's not, she heads back out to find somebody to play with. Yeah. And if she is, she drops her head and starts walking toward the exit. Oh, wow. Very obvious sign. As you can tell when she starts to get like a little short with other dogs and stuff, you, are you ready to go home, Peaches? And yeah, the head she's drops tired. And, and Yeah, it's starting to get to a little go. short-tempered and grumpy. It's like, okay. Yeah, there's so. Ready to go. I've but then heard, the funny thing is then you come out, and then she starts to circle back around to the entrance. She walks by the sprayers and starts to go. It's like, no, you, we already agreed we're leaving. Yeah. Come along. Yeah, you made the decision. You dropped your head. It's like she's in an amusement park, and there's no line for the ride, and you just hop right back on. I think yeah. that's her mentality. Yeah, even if you're tired, you're like, hey, one more, one more round. Mm-hmm. So what's the future for Barquet? What do you see happening next? Yeah, so we are working on um, two markets. We've announced uh, Oklahoma City. And uh, hopefully have that up and running this year. You know, our goal is to, you know, be in multiple markets. You know, we're shooting for, you know, 10 in the next, you know, five years. It'll be a lot of growth needed to get there. But uh, that'll be exciting. We want to bring this to other markets. We know that there's, you know, dogs and dog people all over the country. And people are looking for a space and looking for an experience. And so we think this would work in, in a number of different markets and, for us, it's just trying to figure out how, as a team, we we do that. We've got a relatively small team right now, and we're growing. Uh, but to get from one location in Kansas City with a, a great group, but a small group, to ten locations, yeah. that requires a big jump. Yeah, scalability can be a challenge, but by observing how you guys rolled this out, I have a lot of confidence that uh, you'll figure it out. I know how membership works, but uh, let our listeners know. Yeah, so anybody can come into Barkay. You mentioned this earlier. Um, any human can come into Barkay. There's no cost at all. So if you want to come down and check it out. In fact, we, we get a lot of uh, companies that come out and do like retreats or off-sites here. We have two event spaces so they can meet and throw their, you know, cast their presentations up on the screens and, and do all that stuff and then follow it up with a happy hour. So we do a lot of that stuff. And, and a lot of times some of them don't bring dogs. But if you do bring a dog here, you can either get a day pass, which is $10 for the first dog, five for each additional dog, or you can get a membership, and membership's 225 annually, and then 25 for each additional dog, and that comes with some benefits. We do a monthly uh, member happy hour. It's like a member appreciation happy hour. Have you been to one of those, by the way? Dawn has been without me. She's brought peaches. I have not made it to a okay. happy hour yet. All right. Well, you're allowed to come to the next yeah. one, so... Uh, they're a lot of fun and a way for the members to get together. And, and I made it to a lot of other events. Yeah. 
Oh, you've been, yeah, quite a few. So. <laughs> I think you've seen me here a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah, yeah, just a few. Uh, yeah, so we've got that. They get Members get discounts on, you know, daily. There's a food and drink special for members. If there's events like Doga, there's a different pricing for members. The membership allows us to, I think that's kind of the core of the community because those are the people that end up being the regulars and take a lot of pride in, you know, their dogs. And they also take pride in the community. So that means they're involved and trying to help others. Um, You know, new people here, they're trying to tell them about, you know, Barkay or, hey, here's where you put your leash or, hey, the food's in that way. And it's just fun to see that that interaction. You know, I, I have this kind of weird thought that you can almost create sort of an ideal, you know, ecosystem in something like this. And I'm not, we, I'm not saying we've gotten there yet, but, you know, you've got a place where a lot of the barriers that separate people in the real world, you know, are broken mm-hmm. down. People aren't here debating about politics out in the park, right? You know, I've seen people that are, you know, on one end of the political spectrum, sitting next to somebody who I know is on the other, you know, the opposite end. And yet they're sitting there talking for, you know, an hour or two, sharing a beer, talking about their dogs. Um, and that's a, a strong bond. So I think it's neat that you have this community built around this glue that are the dogs and this love for uh, dogs. And I know our listeners all love dogs and they are on board with uh, being a part of that tribe, that commonality. Mm-hmm. If they want more information about Bar K, go to barkdogbar.com, barkdogbar.com. Dave, I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with us today, and I look forward to my next visit to Bar K. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Really appreciate you having me on, and um, looking forward to the future. On Dog Words, we offer tips and tricks. Today, we're offering a tip. Don't spit out your gum. That is, if it is sugarless gum. Dogs, and cats for that matter, cannot process xylitol, an artificial sweetener commonly found in sugarless gum. It's also found in other food products, such as some peanut butters, so make sure there's no xylitol in the peanut butter you give your dog. But back to gum, if you spit out sugarless gum and a dog eats it, It affects their glucose levels and causes their blood sugar to drop so quickly that they can die. It can also lead to seizures and liver damage at fatal levels. And be careful about leaving out a package of gum, sugarless or otherwise, because some dogs may sniff that out and eat the whole package, causing intestinal obstructions. So be careful with your gum. That's our tip today from Dog Words. If you have any tips or tricks for us to share with other listeners, you can submit those on the podcast page at rosyfund.org. Thank you for listening to Dog Words presented by Rosie Fund. I'm Phil Hatterman. I want to thank today's guest, Dave Hensley, with Barcade Dog Park. For more on Barcade, go to barcadedogbar.com. That's barkdogbar.com. And I'd also like to thank alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's episode of Dog Words. To learn more about The Wires, go to thewires.info. That's T-H-E-W-I-R-E-S dot I-N-F-O, thewires.info, and download The Wires on iTunes. Visit rosyfund.org for more information about Rosie Fund and today's guest, While you're there, please click on the links for Facebook, Instagram, our free YouTube channel, and Amazon Smile. And check out the store in the Rosie Fun Town Square. 
Download and subscribe to Dog Words on your favorite podcast platform, and please share this podcast. This helps us with sponsorships, and Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the website, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast. Remember, we save each other. Thank you.